Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio Nation, you are tuned into page one with LaVar and Mary. So glad that you can be with us here on this Friday night, May 20th, uh, 2022. Uh, If I am not mistaken, uh, tonight is show number 193, and this is our next to last show for the month. Of course, next weekend is Memorial Day weekend pretty much the unofficial kickoff and start to summer. But for tonight, we're glad that you're with us. Um, I know a lot of you are wondering when show number 200 is, and that's a very good question. Right now, as it stands, because, of course, with it being baseball season, you know one of my first things and first laws is baseball. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there are Friday night games I won't be here for. Uh, but... With all things withstanding, show number 200, and you can mark your calendar and put it in pencil right now, but show number 200 is scheduled to be on or around either July 22nd or July 29th, but it will be before the end of July, um, plus or minus. So uh, with that, I bring in my wonderful friend who has been here for a all of 200 shows. Barry, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Just making dinner so you get to hear me cooking. Yes. What's on it's the like menu? It's like a tonight, live cooking way? show. What? Yes. I said, what's on the menu? Menu is chili mac. We are making basically macaroni and cheese and chili, and we mix them together and making a wonderful full belly meal. We make it spicy, but taste. That's just the way it is. Are you going to do your best Julia Child impersonation while you were making dinner? Is that the question? No, I was thinking more emerald, you know, like a little bit of this and a bam. No? <laughs> no. Emerald Lagasse. I'm not a Julia Child. I'm... Maybe I could be the chef from, uh, what is it, the Muppets? <laughs> um. Yes, it is the Swedish chef. <laughs> um, and actually, you know what? For a while, no, you know what? Right as you ask it, hold on a second. Let's see. Uh, it was the Swedish chef. I think I have a clip. Here we go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so even you could do the Swedish show, and that was not rehearsed. <laughs> no, it was um, not. 
that's the wonderful thing about this podcast. Um, but tonight is one of these rare nights because it is once again, and I think we've had a few of these already this spring, uh, potpourri night because there really is no, well, I mean, there are big news stories of the day. Um, and way too much stuff going on as the weather gets nicer, way too much stuff going on in the world. And we do realize, and we do recognize the severity and the seriousness of what is going on out there and our thoughts and prayers with everybody in Buffalo. And that is just a sad story out of Buffalo uh, and mass shooting that happened there. And then, um, you you know, when you, yeah, I I really didn't want to, I'm not going to talk too much in full about that tonight or even a lot, but like I said, we do acknowledge it and we do think about those that are impacted by that tragedy. Um, Just once again, you know, it's amazing what hate um, in people who hate just the destruction that they can do. And it's just heartbreaking hearing all of the, stories of the people uh, who were victims of it. And, and I hope that mm-hmm. in the next coming days that, you know, we talk more about them and the impact that they had on their loved ones that they leave behind than the person that was actually responsible for it, or should I say the coward that was responsible for that, because that's what I'm going to call them. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's so sad. And, you know, I know and I, and I definitely realize, too, that even living here in this city, uh, that we had some things going on, not to that extent, but I know last night that there were some things going on as the weather uh, gets nicer here, uh, and it happens in every big city, not just here, even though I know a lot of people like to put the, the spotlight on here. Uh, but I would tell you all, you know, just be vigilant and be safe this summer. And for Pete's sakes, people, I mean, if you feel the need to – you know, retaliate in a violent way, you know, stop and think, you know, when you do things like that, the victims in these situations, not only is the people that you are hurting, but also your own families, because now they have to live without you. um, And you're doing a lot more harm to that. And it's just people's, they're, I guess they're, what's the word I'm looking for here? Their respect for human life. It's like recently in these last few weeks and months, I mean, it's like I said, it's nothing new, but just to see just hatred and people feeling that they have a right to do what they do. It's disturbing and it is numbing. And at the same time, it leaves you once again with the question of how do you stop something like that? I don't know the answers. If anybody knows an answer, um, you know, I hope that the best answer is actually implemented. But it's just scary out here. Just be safe. You know, it's like I said, when it gets to a point of where you feel you can do that, stop and think about all the lives of including yours. So, um, didn't even want to start off with that, but I, I think it would be, you know, like I said, this is page one, and, and we talk about news stories and things of that nature, and yes, we do pick what we talk about, but 
that's just a shame. And it's, yeah, let's just be safe this summer, man. I, nobody, nobody wants to have violence. Just everybody wants to go out and have fun. And if you're one of those people who want to be violent, then go channel that energy into something more positive. Go boxing or something like that. Just do something that doesn't involve killing folks. So volunteer something. <laughs> you know, do something constructive. Where, you know, our grandparents used to tell us, hey, man, you got a lot of pent-up energy. Go do something constructive with that energy. Go help build houses. I mean, heck, if you've got that much energy to go do all that stuff, go build some houses for those that need it. Go you know, clean up your local highway. Go volunteer and do something constructive. You know, if you want to burn off energy, do it that way. You know, don't ruin it for everybody else that wants to go out and have fun. So, yeah. Um, Two minute rant right off the top of the bat. Didn't even get to the almanac. I don't even know that yet, but it's it's just it's sad. It, it's just you know when you hear these stories now, the sad part is that. People um, don't, um, you know, I think we just, we hear it, and then it's kind of like, well, it happened again. Or there's always people when you read comments where people just say, well, that's Chicago. Well, it's there. Or, well, that's there. You should be tired of even saying that. And for those who want to blame because at the end of the day, here's the thing, and I thought about it, and people want to blame the politicians. Is some of it, you know, a small indirect thing of you know, uh, politics, uh, minute, minute? Because the rest of it comes from, you know, your village. It takes a village to raise, you know, people. And we have to find the crux of the matter as to why people are doing what they're doing. You know, and some people get raised to hate. Because here's the thing. Kids come out, kids, you know, it's the, it's the age-old attic where kids don't hate unless somebody taught them that. And I still believe that. You know, they learn that from somewhere. Because when they're babies, babies, you know, go around playing with each other, they don't care who the other baby is. They just see another baby. You're a small kid, you know, you see, see another kid. You don't see, you know, you might have questions about some, the way someone looks, but you don't care because they're playing with you, you know. And when you just hate after a while, that's hot. And we have to find out why people hate. You have to get to the bottom of stuff again. And some people don't want to hear it. They just choose to hate, not even, like, listen. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's sad, but... We move on and hope that nothing like this, even though we all on the back of our minds, you know, fear of it, but we hope that nothing like that happens again. I mean, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Um, but on the almanac for tonight, because, uh, oh, wait, you know, one more thing I want to talk about. Uh, out your way, I read an interesting thing uh, this week uh, about Lake Mead. And... Mm-hmm how the water levels have plummeted out there. With the plummeting water levels, uh, it is expected to yield even more corpses, according to police. Uh, A corpse was found in a corroded barrel a little more over a week ago. 
And national park rangers responded uh, to visitors who called saying that they had found skeletal remains in the lake's uh, Colville Bay. And on May 1st, voters on the uh, largest man county, the country's largest man-made reservoir, reported finding a badly decomposed barrel in the muck left by plunging water levels. Inside was a body. It belonged to a man who was shot in the late 1970s or early 80s. The clothes and shoes found on the body date to that time, according to Vegas uh, Homicide Lieutenant Lee Spencer. The investigators determined that the man's shoes were sold at Kmart and manufactured in the 70s. Uh, of course, the water levels out that way are severely low, caused by climate change and an unprecedented drought. And the massive source of drinking water is bordered, of course, by Arizona and Nevada. Authorities have said that they expect to find more bodies in Lake Mead, a long favorite dumping ground for Las Vegas area mobsters. Uh, the water level has dropped some 160 feet since 2000. The lake is currently at its lowest level since it was filled in 1935. And the Metropolitan Water District of Southern California said that they don't have enough water supplies right now to meet normal demand. The water is not there. Uh, so even in there, uh, the agency has told about 16 customers in sprawling Los Angeles uh, Ventura and San Bernardino counties to contain outdoor watering to one day a week, effective on June 1st, or face stiff fines. That is insane. Um, I and it was actually two bodies. They found two bodies. Yeah, and I, I was like, that's scary to think that as these water levels go down, you're going to find a lot more, especially in that area. Not surprising. I mean. <laughs> I could see a movie being made about this. <laughs> I was like, that's sad. But that's, that's, isn't that just wild? That with Well, they had to have gone happened. somewhere. People died. I know, but this you This town was know, run by the mob. It was run by organized crime. Nobody is denying that, not even Vegas. And at one point in time, <laughs> they had to get rid of the bodies. And burying them in the desert takes a while. So unless you have the hole dug beforehand, you, you dump them, them in Lake Mead. Because, you know, Lake Mead, Lake Mead's not going away. Come on now. <laughs> in a barrel. And I love how they say, oh, yeah, you had 1970s clothes. It's from Kmart. Had to be Kmart. Wow. Had to be Kmart. Had to be Kmart. Uh, obviously not a... But, yeah, the, the levels out here, there's a lot of people. And I, I'm not one just because I don't understand it and I haven't lived out here long enough to understand it, although I've been out here for quite some time. Um, because the water comes from the uh, Columbia River, it it feeds into Arizona, Nevada, and, Cal- and Southern California. And there's a lot of people in Nevada that are always, well, if the Southern California people stop watering their lawns, we're over here doing desert landscape and doing a lot of water reclamation, and we're doing all of our stuff to to live in a drought. Hmm. Southern California, they're they're watering their lawns every day. There's a lot of people that are out here that are freaking out because the levels um, are getting so dangerously low. I mean, other than... You know, we're we're finding dead bodies. That's one thing. But it's like, dude, you were, and even better, you were swimming in that. Heads up. Um, 
other than the finding dead bodies, people are getting all up in arms about it because they're we're going to be clamping down on again water usage and and that kind of thing with a growing population. So either the population needs to get reduced, or we need to figure out how to get more water down here. <laughs> Gotta love it. Living in a desert. Well, this is where uh, during the winter, I think your idea of uh, shipping in snow. Uh, <laughs> what uh, seriously, I, I really want, I don't understand why they can't just pipeline stuff. You guys are flooding during the summer and, and got so much snow during the winter that you can't do anything that end up flooding during the springs. Break it down. We'll take it. Man, those last, the last few winters here in Chicago, I would have been glad to have you have it. <laughs> it would have taken away from all the snow that was on the ground here. You could definitely have all the ones that we have. I am pretty sure. Well, you know what? I will tell you right now. Some folks in Minnesota probably will not share with you because they want theirs for skiing purposes. Uh, Colorado mm-hmm. will probably say the same. Um, and then, yeah, elsewhere, I'm pretty sure um, – some portions of the Midwest here we'll be glad to share with you. And I'm pretty sure the folks in Buffalo, New York, if they could ship it uh, in the wintertime, because they get harder, I think, sometimes than Chicago does. Because uh, you hear about mm-hmm. almost like three feet of snow at times, and it's insane. Um, but, yes, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure they want you to uh, share in their snow. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> so, yes. Um, but... Leading us to the Almanac tonight, which Mary mentioned today, is the 20th. And today is quite a few things. Uh, it is International Red Sneakers Day. Uh, the reason for that, uh, every year on May 20th, International Red Sneakers Day marks a growing movement with a mission to save the lives of these food allergies while also sharing the story and memory of a boy who loved red sneakers. Um, energetic and athletic 11-year-old uh, Oakley Debs inspired the observance. Uh, he had a tree nut and peanut allergy and loved red sneakers, and sadly, he is also a testament that allergens kill. Uh, in November of 2016, he died after eating a slice of cake made with walnut extract. Um, and so on this day, it is aim to raise awareness and support of all those with food allergies. Uh, some of the goals include education and awareness, uh, raising awareness, advocacy, and allergy-conscious cooking. So, uh, yeah, that is Red Sneakers Day. It is also National Be a Millionaire Day. I don't know how you can do that if you don't have a million bucks, but it is actually on this day. Uh, it is National Pick Strawberries Day. Uh, have you ever picked strawberries? Ooh. I've never picked strawberries. I've picked raspberries, blackberries, and blueberries, but not strawberries. I actually have. And the weird thing, too, is that uh, outside of my home growing up, uh, my grandmother um, used to have a garden, and she had quite a few things. And one of the things that she wanted kind of for a fun thing, she had this huge patch of strawberries. And... I kind of, I mean, I loved it, but the thing that made me nervous about it was that these patches would grow pretty big, and if you went into that patch, you didn't know what you might find in that patch. 
Because <laughs> um, <laughs> hitting in there could have been like some type of animal, but you just never do. Um, but we love to pick them. And then, of course, you have to wait because sometimes if they will be a little green, you have to wait a little bit. And then some animals would come at it. And then, yeah, it just, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and you'd pick them, eat them, and that was so good. I missed those days. Uh, it is also National Quiche Lorraine Day, National Rescue Dog Day, National Streaming Day is today. Uh, the third Friday in May is also NASCAR Day. Uh, it is Bike to Work Day, National Pizza Party Day, National Defense Transportation Day, and it is also National Endangered Species Day, uh, which is today. So quite a few things going on um, on this day. And then tomorrow brings us National American Red Cross Founders Day, National Memo Day, and it is also National Strawberries and Cream Day. So I know for my friends across the pond, uh, when Wimbledon uh, happens, I think it's it's strawberries and cream, right? I I, I think so. I do believe it is. So um, I know I always remember that because I used to take the pictures and it looks so good. And I was like, oh, I want strawberries and cream. Um, it is also National Waitstaff Day. National Armed Forces Day is the third Saturday of May and National Learn to Swim Day. And then on Sunday, it is International Being You Day. Uh, so if you don't want to be anybody else, unfortunately, it's an actual being you day on May 22nd. Uh, May 22nd is also National Buy, and, Buy a Musical Instrument Day. Um, I have always been envious of those who could play a musical instrument. I've always wanted to. Um, if you could buy a musical instrument... Which one would you buy? Um, realistically? Yeah. Or just, you know, fantasy? Because I would love to have a harp just so I can run my finger across it and go, but I know that I'm never getting a harp. Like, <laughs> not something realistically that I'm ever, A, going to own and B, going to use. So all it would do would sit there and get out of tune. Um, if it was something that I would like to learn and use, if I could, but I know I can't right now, I would love to learn the piano. Me too. Just because the piano kind of, you can even, it doesn't have to be a baby grand. It can be an upright. It doesn't have to do anything. I don't have to have it be special. But, like, a lot of things, you could start playing a piano and if you have the music, people are going to sing along, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, yep. it, if you have good friends and, and uh, you know, and they have a good sense of humor about themselves, because some people have very hoity-toity friends. If they have a great yeah. sense of humor about themselves, it doesn't matter if it's out of tune. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's out of tune, if you're singing out of tune. It's just... I thought, I was thinking piano or guitar. I'd love to play guitar. Um yeah, either one of those. Yes. Uh, it was also fun, national... but you can't necessarily sing along to drums. But drummers get all the, you know, they get all the women, though. Drummers get all the women. Uh, 
That's because they can move all their stuff independently. Yeah. <laughs> Giggity. Sorry, it. it is also on uh, that day, National uh, Craft Distillery Day. Uh, it's also National Maritime Day, National Vanilla Pudding Day, National, it's World Paloma Day, and National Solitaire Day on that day. So if you play solitaire and it's your favorite day, play it on Sunday. And then on Monday, it is National Lucky Penny Day, National Taffy Day. Tuesday brings us Brothers Day, uh, or Brothers Day. Uh, and then <laughs> National Aviation Maintenance Technician Day, National Escargo Day. <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, yeah, no. Been there, done that, uh, lots of t-shirts. <laughs> National Scavenger Hunt Day, National Wyoming Day, your favorite place. We should have did. If I knew that, we mm-hmm. would have did something to get out of Wyoming. Uh, there's National Yucatan <laughs> Shrimp Day on that day as well. Yeah, we would have did something for Wyoming. Uh, and then on Wednesday, it is National Brown Bagget Day, uh, which I actually did a while back buy some brown bags. And what I like to do is when I make microwave popcorn. Um, or, you know, in the big, uh, or if you make popcorn, you put it in the brown bag. <laughs> Usually, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It is also oh, national yeah. Reminds Missy me Ch- of going to the drive-in theater. Yeah, see? That's how I was like. I, I, I like to put it in the bag. It kind of, like, gives you, like, that throwback uh, to those days. Uh, it is also National Missing Children's Day, National Tap Dance Day. Uh, National Wine Day is on May 25th. So for those of you who are winos, and I mean that in the most loving <laughs> That would be me. It's National Wine Day next Wednesday. Um, and then it is Thursday Howl Day. Day for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be really tough for a lot of people. Um, and then... Here's an odd one. It is Towel Day on May 25th. So here's the thing. Uh, Observed annually by fans of Douglas Adams, Towel Day commemorates the work of the author, most known for his series, fill in the blank. I think you know what it is. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So... First and foremost, it's important to note that for those who are unfamiliar with Douglas Adams, according to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, a towel is about the most massively useful thing an interstellar hitchhiker can have. Uh, And that's mighty Mm -hmm. important. (laughs) So um, that is why it is Towel Day. And it is also National Senior Health and Fitness Day. And then on May 26th, which is next Thursday, it is National Blueberry Cheesecake Day and National Paper Airplane Day. To give you a heads up uh, on next Friday, um, it is, well, well, one of the days is actually National Road Trip Day, which is the Friday before Memorial Day. So if you're headed out on a road trip next weekend and you have access to us, uh, you can listen to us while you're driving. <laughs> Plug. Throw us up on the radio. Yeah. Yep. You can go ahead and listen to us, or you can listen to any one of the shows that we do. So, no, that's still over the weekend. But, yeah, Memorial Day weekend coming up next weekend, and we'll definitely be back back here with you next Friday night 
uh, as we start and kick off that weekend. Uh, but one of the things that I will mention to you is this Sunday night, uh, you can join me for an all-new 401 Lounge with Gentle Love. Of course, that was scheduled from last Sunday, uh, but that's coming up this Sunday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central on Blog Talk Radio. And hopefully soon, I will announce two other big things that will be happening. Um, hopefully soon. I wanted to do it tonight. I wanted to do it ahead of this week, but I'm waiting for official word. So uh, we have a few things that I think that you'll like. And then coming up over the next couple of weeks, we plan for show number 200. I don't know what we're going to do yet. I really don't. Um, it may just be a regular show. I'm hoping that it some tinge of specialists in it. I think that what we should do for our 200th show is maybe, just maybe, maybe be very, very interactive that evening. <laughs> maybe. So, I'm so scared <laughs> what you mean by that. <laughs> what? <laughs> We'll be talking about interactive. Like I'm, I'm kind of scared. Not gonna lie, a little scared, a little scared. Uh, I would like something in the way of. So I don't know. I would love for that to happen. (laughs) We will work on that. We are heading in that direction. Yes, we are. So. Could there be something big for 200? Please, please. You can see it. But <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep on listening. <laughs> but this reaches us to the halfway point of the show, or the unofficial halfway point of the show. There really isn't an official halfway point of the show. Um, but in all the essence, since we quote unquote go an hour, which you hear sometimes a little extra. Um, but uh, that brings us now to tonight's retro moment of the week. And um, definitely um, I would say that one has to do with one of the most famous drinks in history, and then the other uh, probably with its most infamous um, hmm. How can I put it? It's most infamous meal in history. <laughs> You'll listen to him, and then we'll join you on the other side. But first, this is Paige Water with Hard Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll see you back here in about a minute. The super things about today's high prices is a lot less to carry in, and we get more than we doubled ham. You know why? When Mom mixes a can with relish, mayonnaise, and celery... We have four meat sandwiches for under a dollar. <laughs> or you can use egg salad or pineapple and still give your family meat and save money. Wow, four meat sandwiches for under a dollar. <laughs> I'm Jim Lovell. Can a child learn better by eating better? A 10-year Iowa breakfast study shows students who eat a nutritious breakfast have a better attitude towards work and scholastic attainment. That's why your family should have a nutritious breakfast. And a good way to start off breakfast is to drink what I drank in space, Tang Instant Breakfast Drink. 
One glass contains a full day's supply of vitamin C and Tang tastes great. Breakfast with Tang. Like the study says, there's a definite connection between the stomach and the head. You're listening to Page One with LeVar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. And welcome back to Page One with LeVar and Mary on this Friday night, May 20th. Show number 193. You know what? I don't think I've ever had Tang. I don't recall. I don't know that I've ever had Tang either, but it just, I don't know that I'd want to. <laughs> and when it comes down to it, it's like I've had some, I've had some powdered drink mixed stuff, and it's like, it's just something about a powdered drink that just does not appeal to me. I don't know if I want to drink. <laughs> I know there'll be a lot of people who'll be like, well, we had powdered milk. Yeah, well, I never had that either. So, um, I don't know, man. That's that's kind of a yay or nay there, and I'm going to lean toward the nay category. <laughs> Does that almost taste like Sunny Delight, or is that like uh, I don't know? I don't know what it. I don't know what it tastes like, and I don't. I really don't want to know. Are you saying that when we do, if we do uh, like a live show, we should like uh, have like some force you to have pain? <laughs> what am I? That's enough. <laughs> I mean, I would do it with you, but um, I'm not sure. What are we, I, an astronaut? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Space travel. Well, you do know some people do say we're out of this world. <laughs> um, uh, uh. <laughs> we hit the dad joke portion of this show, everyone. Um. Well, it, it is totally funny. <laughs> You've been forewarned. Anything and everything uh, in the event of entertainment comes out. So that's all I'm saying. Um, but Did you mark this over 18? Because you just said everything. Some people call that entertainment. Well, <laughs> it's all about the entertainment. Speaking <laughs> of entertainment, um, few yay or nay stories came across this week and really didn't know where to put them, but um, some interesting things of note. But if you growing up were a fan of the Ringling Brothers Circus, it is set Mm. to return. But will there be an animal? The long-running circus, which closed in 2017 after 146 years, is set to revive next year with some big changes from the previous version. And I think it was actually uh, mm. coming up on the anniversary date of the last uh, original Ringling Brothers uh, Circus performance. 
but the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus is bringing back the greatest show on earth next year after that six-year hiatus. But the showrunners confirmed on Wednesday that animals will not be returning. It's a dramatic change for a circus that started back in 1871 and became known for its acts featuring lions, tigers, and elephants. The move, as one of the showrunners believe, reflects audiences' changing taste. Uh, according to the producer of the revived circus, she told NBC News that we will not touring animals. Uh, of course, the circus shut down in 2017 under pressure from animal rights groups and shifts in audience taste. The producers had removed the elephants from the show a year earlier and sent them uh, to live on a sanctuary in Florida. The new version of the circus comes after two years of planning during the pandemic, and it was expected to get back on the road in 16 months. Uh, Feld Entertainment, which owns the circus, has found that today's audiences don't want to see animals or corny clown acts performing. That's the past, and the great thing is, is that we've had a blank piece of paper to reimagine, according to producer Kenneth Feld. The family-owned company has shown it knows how to reach audiences in running other popular productions that include Disney on Ice, Sesame Street Live, and the live monster truck show Monster Jam. The revived circus will focus more on death-defying, awe-inspiring human feats Producers have conducted worldwide auditions from Mongolia to Argentina in search of the top circus performers. More than 1,000 performers have auditioned, with about 75 expected to make the cut. Uh, they said that what they're seeing is a huge demand for people to be in person and to see things that are real. The show also plans to engage with audiences more on social media, including at times during the show. Uh, of course, this is the second pandemic that has inspired changes to the circus, as the show also shut down during the 1918 influenza pandemic that caused the deaths of at least 50 million people worldwide. Uh, that was when Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey combined in 1919 because they didn't want to take a risk with all of the other shows coming. Um, so I guess as a fan uh, or probably maybe a bystander here of the circus, would you be interested in seeing the new version of the Ringling Brothers Circus? I am down for circus, period. Circus in my brain is chaos and magic. I want it back. I would love to see the animals, too. I mean, I grew up when, we, you know, they, the circus would come into town and set up a, a tent in a abandoned field, and in two days they'd be there like a week. They'd set up. The abandoned field would look amazing, and you'd get to go into the big top, and you get to – like watch things and your eyes got big and you ate peanuts and it was it was amazing. Like that was the closest you'd ever get to a lion without a big glass wall between you. Right. And it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. And I, I and I know it was they were probably not treated well and I'm not saying that I, I am against them not having animals. I'm saying that's what I remember is going right. and sitting and being in awe. And like I said, it's chaos and magic. Yes, sign me up. Even if there's no, I don't care that there's no animals. Sign me up. As long as it's chaos and magic. If it's not chaos and, and real life magic, then, then then I'll be upset about it. But if it's a good circus, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Put it in the eight. Kick it, kick it under yes. I was actually upset when the movie The Greatest Showman came out. That would have been, I don't remember, um, but that was the one with Hugh Jackman about, like, a grandiose 
storyline about Barnum and Bailey's circus. Mm-hmm. Peaky Barnum. Not Bailey. Mm-hmm. Bailey wasn't in there. Just Peaky Barnum and his circus. Um, it made me realize that I hadn't taken Kiddo to the circus yet. And I'm like, oh, we have to go to see the circus. It must have been 2018 because it's like they shut down in 2017, right? So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. man, <laughs> we missed the last circus. <laughs> Dang it. I'm happy that they're coming back. I, I can't. I, I'm excited. Yes, sign me up. Um, yeah, I can't say anything more about that. Yes. Well, no, this was your chance to take her. And <laughs> you, you know what? Don't miss it. Yeah. But here's the thing. I, and I get it. I'm like you. I love, you know, as a child, because, you know, we're, we're naive. And you love to see the animals, and especially the elephants and the lions and the tigers and everything else. But, you know, as time goes on, and it is true that if they were treated very shabbily, then yes, uh-huh. it's time to end the portion. Um, if they're able to pull this off, and I'm cheering for them because I hope that a new generation uh, takes in what we now as adults were able to see um, just in a newer format and see stunts and to see these things happening and if they're like the world, I mean, think about it, a thousand people from around the world that they have um, tried out for this and they only get 75. So you know these are the best of the best. And it's kind of like Cirque du Soleil, I guess, in a way, except that, you know, it's going to be more interactive. I, I, I hope they succeed. Uh, you know, I know that you have to change up the game plan. And if it's interactive and if it has, like, park carnival atmosphere and they're still able to do some things with the circus, I think it will succeed. And I, and I hope it does, you know, because you it's an institution and you hate it to see it go the way that it went. But like we said, times change, things have to change, and yeah, I'd, I'd, I would see it. I would be interested in it. Um, it's interesting Absolutely. enough that are, are they going to? Are they still going? The question comes down: Are they still going to be doing the traveling from place to place? Because that was also the part of it. You know, they set up, you go, you see the magic, and then like the next day, they're gone. It's like they're gone. No tricks. Just flyers. <laughs> And memories, you know. I hope that happens. <laughs> I hope that they do that. It's funny that you mentioned the greatest showman because there was a story this week about it. Uh, it says that a million dreams aren't keeping Hugh Jackman and Michelle Williams awake. Just one. After Williams voiced her support for a sequel to The Greatest Showman, should Hollywood ever decide to make one. Jack Jackman chimed in at an event uh, for the Tony Award nominees in New York City. He says, listen, if you know anything about my filmography, you know that I'm totally against sequels in every shape or form. But um, <laughs> he jokingly uh, said uh, no more than nine films. He's alluded to the fact that he appeared as Logan, a.k.a. Wolverine, in nine X-Men movies, starting with the 2000 original. But uh, on a more serious note, he added, I'm always open if they come up with a good idea. Yeah, I'm open. Uh, and as we know, he played P.T. Barnum, uh, opposite Williams, who played his wife, Carrot. Uh, 
charity. He says, I would make another one of those in a heart. Uh, Michelle Williams said, I would make another one of those in a heartbeat. And she says, I wish they'd make a sequel. And she said that that movie brought so much joy to so many people and to make people that happy, man, that is a worthwhile thing to spend your time doing. I really love that movie. And she said that her daughter sang those songs, and uh, and she said that her mom is still listening to that soundtrack. So uh, there is a probability. And they said that will a sequel ever actually happen? It's now in Disney's hands after the studio purchased 20th Century Fox uh, which released The Greatest Showman in 2017, and anything is possible. So would you be down to see a sequel Absolutely. to The Greatest Showman? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I am not a fan whatsoever. I mean, Hugh Jackman tap dancing and running around in really tight pants and, and singing. And, yeah, no, 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 yes. Yes, I would be. Like, bring in the Bailey part. Bring in the part where, you know, where he's... I, I don't know what the sequel would be. I, they covered it all the way up until P.T. basically stopped being the center ring guy. Like, the, the main guy in the center ring. And I forgot what they call him. Master Ceremony. The MC. Um, so, they, they did it all the way up to there. So, I don't know what they would do. Going forward, and and then on top of that, how close are they going to stay to the, the his life, his real life? Um, I don't know, but I I'd be down. I would be down. I still listen to the soundtrack. I have I watched the movie. We bought the movie, um, so we have it on Blu-ray. We have it digitally. Um, we watched the movie in the theater. I think three or four times when it was out in theaters. Like we paid for tickets and sat there and sang along and just had it thump through your chest. It was just, in, it was insane and amazing. And yes, no, I put it in an A category. <laughs> wow. Oh, I, I don't know what to add on to that. <laughs> so in other words, I am a huge fan, so yes. I am a huge fan. Huge fan. Huge I don't fan. know. I, yes, tell I got to see. I get to see. Now, I don't. I know that he's madly in love with his wife, and they've been married for a very long time, and there's not going to be any possibility whatsoever. And he's kind of getting up there in years, whatever that means. But I got to see Hugh Jackman in tight pants. I, I, like, that alone is worth a ticket. <laughs> Popcorn, Hugh Jackman, tight pants. I'm okay. <laughs> you okay, man? <laughs> I'm okay. Got to fan you off now. You okay? <laughs> oh, I'm all right. Come on, Wolverine can sing and dance. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some other people go not for the for the family aspect of it. That's okay. We got it. <laughs> well, uh, as we get towards the um, summer, one of the good things about summer is ice cream, of course, and return the ice cream trucks and 
everything else with ice cream if you are an ice cream fan. But here in Chicago, Chicagoans are in for a sweet treat this summer. The new Museum of Ice Cream is set to open July 16th uh, in the Streeterville neighborhood here. Uh, it's the latest among seven other locations nationwide. Uh, the museum, which will be along Michigan Avenue, will allow visitors to learn about the history of ice cream, play at the dessert-themed indoor carnival, relax, quote, in a sea of pink clouds in a balloon room, and throw virtual cherries at each other in an interactive game. Naturally, museum goers will also have a chance to try five dessert stations featuring unique items like ice cream, hot dogs, and shaved ice, along with seasonal treats. Adults can sit on one of these signature pink cocktails, which each contain a different flavor, according to their organizers. Vegan and allergen-free uh, treat options will be available for guests with dietary restrictions as well. Tickets went on sale starting at $36 for a weekday trip and $44 on the weekends. Um, would you be down for a museum of ice cream? <laughs> I'd be down for the museum, not for the price of the tickets. Dang. That's some that's some expensive tickets for ice cream. Well, I mean, if it's great ice cream, I guess. Yeah. I mean, is it good ice cream though? Like, I need to know this. I, I don't know. I, like, I don't know. Ben and Jerry's, or are we getting blue bunny? You know. The... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, what are we getting? <laughs> are we making our own? Oh God, that would be even worse. Because if it's a museum, sometimes they have that whole, like, DIY thing. Like, come over here and try this out. And you end up with, like, a glass right. figure of a gorilla. Right? You know what? If you yeah. had to make here's, your own ice cream and I had paid $44 to make my own ice cream, forget it. <laughs> as, as long as they're not going to make me go old school and go on, like, that old hand crank one that you used to have to hand crank to get, like, maybe, like, a small pint of ice cream. That would be a little mad. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no. I, I, I don't uh, – I'd have to read a little bit more into it. I wish to block um, – man, that's a lot of <laughs> – <laughs> um, So, yes to the ice cream, no to the ticket prices. I'll just stare at yeah, you from that, outside. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, yes to ice cream. We're never going to say no to ice cream. But my God, man, $44 on the weekend? Um, yeah. Plus parking. <laughs> yes, plus parking, plus gas, <laughs> plus the aggravation of going through all of that traffic. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if any of you out there go, you'll have to tell us how it was and if it was worth the travel. Um, yes. But – Let's take a quick look at what is trending on this Friday night uh, before we kind of go back to a few more stories. Uh, Draymond uh, is um, trending, of course, Draymond Green, because this is the NBA playoffs. Uh, and they were talking about him and um, <laughs> Charles Barkley as they kind of uh, uh, were talking back and forth with each other. And, of course, uh, uh Everybody's uh, talking about the Golden State Warriors ahead of their game, uh, I do believe tonight. But also trending WWE SmackDown. If you have not watched it yet, uh, the unification tag team match at the end, I think it was what we expected it to be. I will not give it away. 
Um, and then also trending is Naomi as well as Sasha Banks because both uh, have been suspended indefinitely. Uh, if you are not aware of what happened this past week, both wrestlers were to be, and I'm not sure at this point if this is real or not, and I, and I believe for a lot of people it is real, but they were expected to wrestle uh, Monday night on Raw, and they were not happy with the finish to the match or some other things within that match. And before the match was to go down, they went into the uh, office of the vice president of uh, talent relations and expressed their displeasure. And at that point, uh, Sasha Banks left her tag team belt there and walked away. And Naomi, in an act of uh, alliance, did the same. And so both uh, tonight it was announced by WWE because they even went as far as to put out a, um, a press release about it and have mentioned it extensively. And um, pretty much they have been suspended indefinitely. So I don't know what will happen with that. I don't think that Vince is going to be stupid to uh, fire them or uh, cut them because Sasha Banks is beginning to be a big star outside of wrestling with her role in uh, a lot of films. So I don't think they're going to do that if they're smart enough. Uh, also trending tonight, um, well, besides a lot of the wrestling, uh, in Gaylord, Michigan, there was a large tornado uh, that struck there tonight, causing a lot of damage. Uh, it's a city of about 4,000 uh, in northern Michigan, and the police said that trees and power lines were blocking the roadways and reported that multiple homes and businesses were damaged. At least 23 people have been injured, and at least one person was killed. Um, as they said, it just came through so quickly, and first responders who are assessing the damage described the scene as catastrophic. Uh, so definitely thinking about those uh, tonight in that portion of Michigan. Uh, the other big news uh, coming out of the entertainment world today uh, was the news of the cast shakeups for uh, SNL. Uh, SNL is going to be losing four people at the end of this year, and the four people are Pete Davidson, uh, Kyle Mooney, Amy Bryant, and Kate McKinnon, uh, who have been around for quite a bit. And I know that's going to be a huge loss, especially with AD and uh, Kate, uh, who were seen as people who pretty much carried that show along in the last few years. Um, so they will leave after the season 47 finale here in the next week or so. Uh, and that is trending. And then um, also trending tonight uh, was uh, – well, one of the things I saw earlier uh, that was uh, trending uh, was Disney Bundle, <laughs> uh, which was, uh, I guess it's Bundle Town. I don't want to get that so wrong. Uh, it's now streaming with the Disney Bundle, which um, is out there. I'm, I'm so bad at, like, Disney stuff. I, you know, <laughs> I have to really get um, used to the things that Disney seems to be putting out a lot of stuff like so quickly. Um, you can't keep up with it. Uh, but that is one of the things. There's a few good things coming out entertainment-wise. Uh, there's a new HBO documentary that traces the rise and multiple reverse of comedian George Carlin. 
which a lot of people are talking about that's coming out. So George Carlin has been um, uh, that premieres tonight, uh, actually uh, tonight on HBO Max. Uh, so if you have a chance to watch it, you know one of the things I think uh, the more I watch George Carlin, the more I you know feel he was the guy that I think was put on this earth to kind of forewarn us about the bull crap that was to come ahead. <laughs> and, and so much stuff is still so relevant even now. You know, you can put on anything he talks about, and he is, like, timelessly relevant even now, which is even after his death and after we lost him, it's scary. And it's just, you know, the stuff that he talked about and warned us about, he saw it coming. And he was a different type of comedian that I think he opened, or I mean, he wasn't different by way of nothing more than what Lenny Bruce or what other people did, but he kind of made you think. And it, uh, he was like that thinking man's comedian. And yeah, just, I, I would love to see that documentary. Um, pretty sure it'd be an awesome thing to see, but that's what's trending tonight. So, um, and then, of course, next week, there's a bunch of season finales uh, and finales of shows on uh, the next week or so. Ellen DeGeneres' show wraps up, I do believe, next uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Um, and then I think This Is Us, if you've been a longtime watcher of that, ends its show. So a lot of things uh, coming to an end here. Um, do you watch much, Ellen? Uh No. Uh, because most of the time it's on during my workday, so I don't watch someone. Every now and again it comes through on my Instagram and, you know, on my, I can see stuff on, um, like, YouTube. It'll come through and things like that, but no. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, One of the other things this week that was trending for a little bit, I don't know how to feel about this. If you are a wrestling fan, uh, Ric Flair, at 73 years old, is stepping into the ring for one final match. Now, I know all of us are looking the same way. Like, What's yeah, going to be Right. He confirmed to ESPN on Monday that he'll make his return to the ring at an all, uh, independent wrestling show on Sunday, July 31st. It'll be the first time he has wrestled since 2011. Uh, Jim Crockett Promotions presents Ric Flair's last match as the name of the event. The show is being held at the Nashville Fairgrounds and will stream live via Fight TV. Uh, He said in the statement, I'm going to walk that aisle one last time to prove once and for all that to beat a van, you've got to beat the van. His opponent for the match is yet to be revealed, but Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer reported that it's rumored AEW stars FTR against the legendary tag team The Rock and Roll Express and a partner in a six-man tag team match. Uh, His final match is happening in conjunction with StarCast 5, which is a pro wrestling convention that's taking place in Nashville during the same weekend as WWE SummerSlam. Uh, StarCast is run by Flair's son-in-law, Conrad Thompson. Uh, Flair, of course, who's one of the greatest in-ring wrestlers and promo men of all time, is recognized as a 16-time world champion uh, who held titles for multiple uh, companies. Uh, and he's a two-time WWE Hall of Famer as well. And in 2017, he survived a life-threatening health scare where he spent 10 days on life support following complications from an obstruction in the bowel. Uh, but he is getting back into the ring. And one of the things, and um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's a good idea. 
Um, I am sure with everything that is structured as wrestling is, but you have to be careful because even sometimes some things kind of go off structure. Uh, I know it's one of those things where you can't get some things out of you when you do things for a long time, but I, (laughs) this just is all bad. And I don't know if that's a good, put him back in that ring. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so either. I'm just Whew, okay, yeah, no. I think that's a bad idea. Yeah. Break a hip, that's to... what I keep seeing. I just see I see somebody like doing like a elbow drop on the guy and he ends up some bone structure snaps. I mean I'm sure he's in much better shape than I am, so that's outside of that, but man. Yes, but yeah, that's what's going on with that one. Um, You know, TV reboots um, are one of the things that we've seen a lot of, and one of my favorite shows back, I remember in the late 80s, was Married with Children. The sitcom uh, is supposedly returning to TV in the near future but in a different form than the original. Uh, As the wave of TV revivals continues, Family Guy executive producer Alex Carter is pitching a reboot of the hit Fox sitcom Married with Children. And according to Deadline, Christina Applegate, Ed O'Neill, Katie Segal, and David Faustino have signed on to reprise their characters uh, last year, or at least reprise their characters' voices. That's right. They intend to put a twist on the classic by turning it into an animated series in which the original cast would voice the Bundy family. The actors have long discussed reviving the sitcom, but before now have stopped short of giving any uh, idea their official stamp of approval. Uh, Seagal, who played Peggy Bundy, previously told E! that she and her co-stars love the idea of reuniting on screen, but noted there's so many pieces that have to be in alignment for that. For some reason, it never happens. And Christina Applegate elaborated on her own hesitation, saying, uh, which would tie to the fact that she originated the character of Kelly Bundy as a teenager. The actress is now 50. She said, no one wants to see me in a miniskirt anymore. I never wanted to see me in them back when I was 18. I don't know if I can go that route. A revival starring Faustino almost happened in 2015 with the rest of the cast signing off for guest appearances. The series would have focused on his character, Bud Bunny, as he navigated through a divorce. Uh, but the show, reportedly retitled uh, Bud, never went beyond the early stages of development. But as for what the animated series could look like, it's likely that there will be a few more Bundys in the mix. Uh, she says Kelly Bundy probably has like 10 kids, I'm sure of it. Uh, so would you be down to watch an animated Married with Children if it makes it to television? With the, the original cast voicing it? Yeah. Depending on the animation. There's some animation styles that I don't like. So, But that's a, that's a personal thing. I think it would make a good animated, like, series. Just because it's, it's still relevant. Like, go back and watch it. Other than it's a little dated, there's stuff that's dated in there that you can absolutely look at it and go, Ooh, that doesn't happen anymore. But it's still kind of relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like the the um, the idea of it being the show that it was, I think would make great 
would make a great animation. Hmm. How about you? Gotcha. I would be I would be open to watching it, but like I'm, I'm like with you. When it comes to cartoons, if you're gonna do it, do it right. But if it comes off being kind of hokey and stupid, I will probably not watch all of it. <laughs> um, I was kind of gonna be a lot more interested in what they would do current day, like without the cartoony type stuff. I am looking to see what they're gonna do with that. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. I had one other story, and I was going to ask your opinion on Kim Kardashian making one of the covers for the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, but um, I don't even think I want to talk about that. <laughs> meh. Yeah, meh. No offense to Kim. She's done what she needed to do to, to, to forward her brand, and bravo to her, but I'm not a big fan. Like, it doesn't. I'm I'm not going to go out of my way to go look at it. You know you're a fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and, the story, and the final story this week, because I knew that you were interested in it, um, it deals with the story. I thought we talked about this a while back, but there was a milestone this week, and I'm not sure if you um, saw it. But a Wisconsin man celebrated 50 years of daily Big Macs at McDonald's. Uh, When it comes to Big Macs, Don Gorski is a creature of habit, and that's because he has eaten one almost every day for 50 years, which would be more than 32,000 as of last August, according to the Guinness World Records. started on May 17, 1972, when he bought a car from his dad, and went to McDonald's on his first drive to pick up one of the uh, fast food chain signature double-decker hamburgers. Uh, in that moment, he says, I'm going to probably eat these for the rest of my life. He returned to that very same McDonald's in Fond du Lac on Wednesday to celebrate 50 years of almost daily Big Mac munching. The branch joined in on the munching milestone with a sign outside the restaurant that read, Congrats, Don, on 50 years of Max. Although there were some days where he ate two or more of the burger. He has missed eight days of Big Macs, including once when a snowstorm closed his local McDonald's in 1982 and on the day when his mother died. His love of the Big Mac isn't just a local thing. He has eaten the burgers in all 50 states in Canada. He's even eaten Big Macs that were bought to him from other countries, even when unrefrigerated. And he has no plans to stop eating them anytime soon. He says, if I go for 40000 they'll take me another 14 years or whatever like that. After he hit the 30,000 Big Macs eating, he says, I don't think people celebrate 35,000 at all, so we're probably looking at 14 more years down the road. And I'll be 78 years old then. So we'll have to see how I'm doing then, you know? <laughs> Is there oh, my God. Was that long? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, uh, like, bravo for staying power. Um, wow. He's more faithful to the Big Mac than to any person. Yeah. That is. <laughs> that's a lot of Big Mac, man. That's a lot of, that's a lot of sesame seeds. That's a lot of lettuce. That's a lot of uh, all-beef patties, special sauce, and, like I said, lettuce, special cheese, sauce, and pickled onions. Pickled onions on a sesame seed bun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's a lot of stuff. You and I both know that sound. (laughs) Yes. I don't know if I could do that every day. Um, I don't even know if there's a food that I could eat every day. I'm thinking now, and as much as I love particular foods, I don't know if I could do it every day. Yeah. I mean, I I thought I did something every day. Like I have the same breakfast every day of the week when I'm at work, but that's just because it's an easy breakfast and and it works and it and it works with with my dietary requirements. Let's do it that way. That was that was pretty good, huh? Um, however, I don't eat that on the weekend. So my breakfast during the week, I don't eat on the weekend. I and uh, I, I mean, I guess I could eat it every day. Question mark? Maybe. Even you gotta take a break from. But not a big mess. Not a big mess. Not a big. I would. That would grease me up for the rest of my life. No, thanks. Well, just remember, it all comes out in the end. Um, so <laughs> with that being <laughs> said, <laughs> we'll talk on I'm the trying ball. really hard not to. Not to people that keep listening so yay thank you thank you for joining us people across the pond people in um, other countries around the world as well as the US so shout out to all of them yay um, thank you big thank yous go out to a few people and they know who they are they're part of the stream family they've been helping me get my stream going so that we can learn all the stuff on Twitch so that we could stream this as well as my streaming which is uh, retro games and then um, also some some um, very like farming chill community games um, so if you're interested jump on but yeah thank you to those people that are helping me out get that and helping me get that stuff figured out so that I can help my friend here get his side figured out so that we can maybe for a 200th episode. You can see our people's faces. Yes. I'm so proud of you. And I was uh, watching the other night um, on Twitch. And uh, I do believe that uh, when you do go on, if you if you go on again and you grace us with your presence, that you can also find out ahead of time. And I uh, know that uh, it will be posted on uh, Mary's Twitter page at Blue Eyes Mama. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, the, uh, when that happens, go and watch the stream. Is that what the kids say? Uh, go catch Yeah. <laughs> Is it go catch the stream? Go watch the stream? Go download? The, it's not download the stream. It's, uh, it's watch. Yeah. <laughs> watch. yeah Jump watch in. Join me. Yeah. Yes. It's and interactive. I try, to, I try to do a lot with the chat. So, yeah. Yes, I'm going to watch the next time she's on. 
Uh, and like I said, you'll find that out there. Uh, and if we have a chance to uh, uh, know when she's on, we will let you know also. I'll forward it on my website as well on newscomment BTR. So yes, in the meantime, um, tomorrow, Sunday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, 411 Lounge uh, with Jenna Love. And then we'll be back with you next Friday night at 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central here, which should be the start of the Memorial Day holiday. Um, so I'm pretty sure we will have a lot to talk about and things to do on that night. And hopefully all of you are starting off your holiday weekend uh, with us on that night. But, yeah, no, until next we meet, have a safe week, everybody. Uh, be kind to each other and um, just be careful out there. And, um, yeah, in the meantime, enjoy us online. Tell a friend, and we thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.